Welcome to Living Stones Church. We pray that this message impacts and touches your heart in such a great way. Enjoy the message. My knee's not like doing the best and and like Pastor AJ, you preached last time, Sarah, like can you do it? And I'm like, yep. I got this. Did I know what I was going to preach on? Absolutely not. And then so in the car on the way, I was like, God, what do you have for me? And he goes, what do I always have for you? And I'm like, uh, wisdom. And he's like, ding, 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 wisdom. And so um, if you know me, you know that I love the book of Proverbs. Like, love it, hands down. Probably, I think I've determined that it is my absolute favorite book in the Bible. Um, Just because it is filled with wisdom like uh, you can go through there a thousand times and pull out something new each and every time you go through there and so um so i knew on thursday morning driving to school so like 15 minutes after he texted i was in the car driving to school um and uh thursday was a little bit of a rough day in in our house well in yeah that, I'll talk about that in a little bit, but um, so I just, and I was riding in the car by myself to school that day, um, but I knew the Lord was like, hey, you love Proverbs, so December, what day is, what day are you preaching on? December 3rd, right? And so um, I knew that it was going to be on Proverbs 3, so that's where we're going to be at today. If you want to get your Bibles open to Proverbs 3, we are not leaving Proverbs 3, we are staying right there, so if you open it up, you'll be exactly where you need to be at. And so um, I was like, hey, you know, what what does wisdom say? Like, what does it say about wisdom in the dictionary? And in Webster's, it says the quality of having experience, knowledge and good judgment, the quality of being wise. Is there anybody in here who's like, yeah, I don't need wisdom. I don't need any of that stuff. (laughs) Nobody. Right. I don't think any person alive would say that they don't need um, they don't need wisdom. And so um, looking at Proverbs three, it's like a roadmap to life to a life filled with blessings and guidance from God. It teaches us how to live wisely and trust in the Lord in all circumstances. Amen. And the key Come word on. in that is all, not all. just in the good times, right? Amen. But also in the bad times. Come we have on. to trust in in um, the Lord all the time. All so the message title for today is Wisdom Embracing God's Guidance. Mm-hmm. Embracing God's, God's guidance. guidance. So we are going to be going through the whole book of Proverbs. You guys were probably like, oh, whenever she gets up there, she has this jumping around to like 75 different verses and stuff. (laughs) So today we do have 35 verses and I'll go through each one of them one at a time and dive into each one very deep. (laughs) Everybody's like, "Uh, we're never leaving here today. (laughs) No, um, I'm just going to kind of chunk it like, you know, chunk different portions of it together. So um, so we are going to start um, at Proverbs 3 verse 1. I have them all typed out on my notes, so I might go between my notes and my Bible, so bear with me. Okay, so Proverbs 3 verse 1 says, My child, never forget the things I have taught you. Store my commands in your heart. If you do this, you will live many years and your life will be satisfying. Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. Verse 4, then you will find favor with both God and people and you will earn a good reputation. Verse five, trust in the Lord with all your heart. What words in there that's important? All and trust, thank you, honey. Okay, Um, do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. 
Then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. And so um, the first for today, I'm doing it a little backwards, but the first point for today is going to be trust in the Lord. Mm. So trust in the Lord. Nice, short, sweet, and simple, right? Trust in yes. the Lord. But easier said than done oftentimes, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Um, so specifically, verses 6 and 8, Pastor Martin talked about this last week when he preached. Um, it says, trust in the Lord, your heart, not depend on your own understanding. Take his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. And so um, we have to trust in the Lord wholeheartedly. We can't be this wishy-washy, like sometimes I trust him, sometimes mm -hmm. I don't. I'll trust him in my, um, you know, in my relationships, but I'm not going to trust him in my finances. And I'm wow. going to trust him here and I'm not going to trust him here. On, it's not a game that we get to be, right? Yeah. It's either you wholeheartedly trust him with yeah. everything that Come you on. have or you don't trust him at all. Wow. And so, um, and so uh, this passage urges us not to rely on our own understanding, but to acknowledge God in all of our ways. Mm -hmm. um, trusting him implies that we surrender to him, mm -hmm. right? Okay. We have to surrender our own plans and our own desires in order to allow him to guide us. Good words. Um, it's about acknowledging his wisdom, sovereignty above our limited perspective. Does everyone here agree that we have a limited perspective yeah. in yeah. comparison to God's perspective? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So when we trust in the Lord completely, we open ourselves to his divine direction and he promises to make our path straight. So good. Trusting God isn't always easy especially when we're faced with uncertainty. Anybody in here been faced with uncertainty? Yep, maybe more times than you like to count. Yeah, yeah. Um, so um, it's super important in order to have the life that he wants for us to trust in him fully. Amen. And so um, I'm gonna kind of give you an example, one, one of the examples in our life when we had to trust in the Lord. Um, so yesterday on Facebook, because I like to, you know, before I'm sitting down to, you know, do the details of my message, I'm like, let me check Facebook, right, to, to procrastinate a little bit. It's okay. It happens to the best of us. Um, and so I'm getting on Facebook and something popped up in this, um, this thing I had posted. It was an email that she had gotten from his boss at, at work, and it will not say what that work was, but um, he's doing websites if I mess it up. Okay, um, and and it was this email, and it was just this glowing email, and I was so proud of him because it's like, you have excellent work. Wait, I don't want to miss the details of it. What an amazing employee was, and how his attention to detail and passion and excellence set him apart from the other employees that had worked. And due to this, he was going to be receiving a pay raise. Mm. Um, and so just super proud, like, wow, they see what an amazing person he is. And, and so I posted that, and it popped up literally yesterday. Um, and then fast forward to December of 2017, um, we, we were sick, and so we couldn't go to his Christmas party. But um, when he returned to work, he got this letter saying basically he was like the rising star of the year. And so kind of like the employee of the year for his wow. company and um, and how proud they were of him and, you know, um, how how great he was and, and that kind of stuff. And then now fast forward to nine months later. I was not pregnant. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> it was just it happened to be nine months after after November, Right. And so um, it was a couple days, I think, before my birthday. Um, and I was putting on this luncheon for the school and that kind of stuff. And I get this phone call. And he's like, Sarah, I lost my job. They told me to pack my things and, and leave. Like, I, I don't have a job anymore. And I mean, I was just like shocked, right? Yeah. 
because I cried at school a lot that day, and everybody's like, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm totally fine. Just don't ask me if I'm fine, you know? Um, and so, you know, you pull it together, and then you home, and you lose it again, and you just cry because because you're like, what 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 is happening? Over half of our income, gone. That day, just completely gone, half of our income. And... Um, we were lost off guard, or we were caught off guard, um, and and it was kind of like, how are we going to survive? Like, what's going to happen? Like, we have this life that we live, and it takes two two incomes to live this life, right? Um, and, and it wasn't me, and I remember he would, you know, he wanted to provide for his family, right? And so he would go to all of these interviews, and it was just dead end after dead end after dead end after dead end, and he couldn't get he couldn't get anything, no no jobs, no nothing, and um, then all of a sudden um, we were just like, you know what, we have to have peace. We have to have peace. Like, is worrying about this going to to change anything? It's not. And so um, we sat down and we looked at our list of things. Like, okay, you know. Um, we had the year prior we had just bought him a, a new truck and so we're like the Tacoma it's got to go like we we just don't we don't have the money to to pay this anymore um, so that that went and then um, it was like okay do we really need cable TV we don't need cable TV cable TV goes and do I need to shop at Target as much as I love to shop at Target no I don't need to do that you know that one made me cry but um, <laughs> but that's what you do, right? You figure out what how what finances do you have to cut, and you just you you cut back. Yeah. And so um, uh, this wasn't the first time we faced with a huge job change because we had bought a house, the house that we live in now, and then he decided that he was going to he was losing a contract, his um, not in the military, but his civilian contract. And so we had been through this before, so we kind of knew how to navigate and cut cut things back. And so then we had like the secondary list of things to cut back, like, okay, maybe we need to sell the house. Maybe we need to sell the van. Maybe we need to, you know, so we had like a list one cut back and then a list two cut back if we needed to. And so um, now, though, we can look back and we can see that that has been one of God's biggest blessings was him losing that job. Because now he got to be able to take our children to school instead of dropping them off at 7 a.m. at the before school program and picking them up in the evening at the after school program now their dad got to take them to school and um, their dad got to be there when they got student of the month or when they had something special going on at school he had never been able to go and do that because he was always working before and then um, uh, and, and now he gets to, to serve he gets to go to Estonia and he doesn't have to, you know, worry about his employer either approving it or not approving him to go. He, he gets to go. And um, same thing with serving on the CERT team. He has the freedom to do that, to be able to meet with people and to pray with people during the week. He, he's able to do that. And so, um, you know, and, and God gave a different part-time job that he can work whatever hours he wants to work and he can work from home and he still get to do all of those things. And so we're really grateful. He's given him a couple of part-time jobs he can do that with. So um, so hindsight, trusting the Lord, became one of the biggest blessings that we could have ever asked for in our life. Did we know at that time that that was going to be a big blessing? Heck no. We're like, nope. 
and um, and but God shows up and yeah. God can. Yeah. When we can't, God can. Yeah. Right. So moving on in Proverbs, we're going to Proverbs 3, 9, 10. It says, honor the Lord with wealth and the best part of everything you produce. Then he will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow with good wine. We don't wine, so I guess that's good for us that we don't need any of that. But um, so uh, after losing his job, it would have been super easy, right? Sure, we lost half of our income, like over half of our income because he made more money than, than I did. Um, and so it would have been super easy uh, to be you don't have extra money to tithe. Like we don't, we don't have money for that. We need to pinch all of our pennies and keep them to ourselves. But we knew and we agreed that we were absolutely not going to do that. That was going to be the last thing that, that would have gone. And that was if we were making zero dollars and zero cents and we had nothing to get. Um, and so we knew that we could not trust our own understanding with yeah. our finances, yeah. right? So because that's the first thing you do yeah. when, when times get tight, you, you just want to keep it all for yourself. And that is not what the Lord has asked us yeah. to do. Right. And so we should trust God yeah. and God provided. Um, we were able to live the exact same. We did not have to sell a house. We got to keep a minivan. Mm -hmm. um, I'm spoiled and I got to keep a housekeeper. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that was the non-negotiable. I'm like, it's tithing and then Martha. And if I don't have Martha, then it's going to be rough. We've had Martha for, I think, over 16, longer than we've had our son. Let's just say that. Okay. Um, and so, yes, we had to get rid of the truck. And yes, my husband was very sad that we had to get rid of the truck. And um, he couldn't go off-roading anymore in it and get it dirty and muddy and all those things. And um, But... We had a friend who just wanted to get rid of this car, and so we were able to take that car from them for a super low cost. God showed up, and God provided, because yeah, we yeah. were faithful in our yeah. tithes. Um, and we had to thank the Lord for the provision that he provided. Um, we couldn't spend frivolously anymore, and that's okay. Um, but we didn't have to sell our house we didn't have to do any of that stuff. So God still showed up yeah. in the in the midst of all of it and took yeah. care of us. So honor the Lord with your wealth Amen. and the best part of everything you produce. He deserves yeah. it. He gets all the rest of it. Okay, moving on. Proverbs 3, verse 11 and 12. So my child, don't reject the Lord's discipline. Anybody, that anybody's favorite word, discipline? <laughs> Nobody? Pastor Justin only? Okay. Um, so my child, don't reject the Lord's discipline and don't be upset when he corrects you mm. for the Lord corrects those he loves Amen. just as a father corrects a child in whom he delights come on a child with who he hates no, no. no. who he delights mm. delights and so point number two for today is going to be embrace God's discipline mm. so embrace God's discipline it seems like oxymoron like yeah. could ever put those in Discipline. No, those two words don't together, but we need to embrace God's discipline. The second point, <clears throat> see the importance of embracing God's discipline might seem counterintuitive to welcome discipline, but the passage portrays um, an expression of God's love for us as his children. Just as a loving parent corrects their child for their betterment, God disciplines us so that we can grow and mature. Amen. Come on. Right. This is not about punishment, but it's about caution and guidance. Embracing mm -hmm. God's discipline requires humility and understanding His correction leads to a more righteous and fruitful life. 
when we accept it and follow it. Rather than resenting challenges or difficulties, we need to see them as opportunities for growth and transformation through God's creation. And he gives us out of love. He doesn't cry out of hate like, oh, there they're messing up all over again, kind of like how some of us might correct our children. <laughs> but um, yeah, so he corrects us for our betterment, for our betterment. And so um, um, anybody had a child or teen that had issues understanding why they were being planned? Like why? Like what's the point in all of this? Like why am I in trouble? I didn't even do anything. That's number one. Yeah. I didn't even do anything, right? Anybody ever had that there? I'm like, I hate everybody. I just got a text message from Kaden. Hey, Kaden. Good luck on all these explore competition. You rock. RSO. Woo woo. Okay. Sorry. You did just put that in front of me. Um. Okay, good. Um. Okay, so we all can agree that we had a child or we've known somebody that needed discipline, yes? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so um, my best friend has a daughter. We're going to call her Sally. Okay. <laughs> my best friend has a daughter. She might be 12, and her name, we're going to call her Sally. Okay. Um, so Sally was having struggles with her friend on Wednesday, and so she didn't want to go to school Thursday. Like, woke up like, oh, I can't go to school. Like, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not going, all of that stuff. And so parents got her out of bed and did take her phone, her iPad, her room, her living, her scare, her makeup, basically everything that she owned, like sleeping out on the, on the couch, okay? Um, and it's like, get all, I don't even care, take it, I don't want to go to school. And we're, I mean, her parents are like, um, <laughs> Her parents were like, you have to go to school. And um, her dad said, like, I'm taking you to the sheriff's office. Like, if you get in the car, like, we're going to the sheriff's office. And, and she started crying, and she's like, none of the rest of it made her cry, but the sheriff's office made her cry. And, um, and she goes, why don't you wish me grace? And dad was like, oh, little girl. Show you plenty yeah. of grace, yeah. plenty of grace. And so her, um, so uh, he graciously explained that God is merciful. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, I'm like talking to the wrong dad here, because he put you in your place, little one. Okay. Um, so he explained that God is merciful and he shows grace, but we need to change from our old ways and we need to what he asks. Sally, that he would always her, but he needed to follow what he asked her to do. Okay? And I'll consider the reigning ruler, right, in the Bible. And he was invited to become a disciple of Jesus. How many jump at the chance to be the disciple of Jesus? But he said, um, Jesus is like, yeah, cool, like, you follow all commandments, but here's the deal. Um, you need to all of your possessions and give away all your money, and then you can come and follow me. Everything to the poor. The rich young ruler wanted the warm fuzzy grace, right? He wanted the grace that was nice and kind and loving and all of this stuff. He backed away when the conditions of that grace told to him. And 
he wouldn't take the discipline and the correction that the Lord was trying to give him in order to follow him. And that was his choice. Right? Wow. Yep. Um, so how often do we do the same thing? When God is to discipline us, we are hurt and upset. And rather than seeing it as a way that God is correcting us and let's back onto the path, we just curl up and, and we refuse to accept a correction. Yep. Right? And we cry about it and are upset and angry about it and all the things. He's trying to help us. Correction and discipline are never fun. But consider it a blessing that you are loved enough by the Lord that he is willing to correct you and not leave you in your mess. He will always have grace for you, but you have to take, um, but you have to take your correction and learn from it, right? You have to, you have to do that. Um, and so I'm sure you're all wondering, hey, whatever happened to Sally? So back to Sally, she did wind up staying home on Thursday and she lost everything. Okay. Um, dad did not take her to the sheriff's station. Um, she did get to sleep in her own room that night. Um, not, not what her mother had thought was a good idea, but her dad is the softy, and um, she got to sleep in her room that. She is choosing her own clothes, not the outfit mom picked out for her, um, and has skincare and her um, makeup and all of that kind of back. So she's, she's living a good life. But she still doesn't have her iPad and her iPhone back yet, right? It's amazing how God does the exact same thing for us. He gives us things that we don't deserve. So did he deserve to have all of that stuff back? Probably not. But she still got it back, just like he gives us the things that we don't deserve. And sometimes he holds back the things we truly don't need for the time being. So think about that again. So some things that we don't have, Think of it that God is teaching us a lesson, right? And he's He's holding it from us just for the team. Yeah. Okay, back into Proverbs. Okay, Proverbs 3, verse 13 18. Joyful is the person who finds wisdom, but who gains understanding. For wisdom is more profitable than silver, and her wages are better off, better than gold. Wisdom is more precious than rubies. Yeah. Nothing you desire can pair with her. She offers you long life in her right hand, riches and honor in her heart. She will guide down delightful paths. All her ways are satisfying. Wisdom is a tree of life to the two her. Happy are those who hold tightly. And so our third point today is seek wisdom. Seek wisdom. Easy. Just three easy things to do. Not challenging. For the most part. Um, So these verses emphasize the immeasurable value of wisdom. It describes wisdom as more precious than silver, gold, rubies, any material wealth that there is. Wisdom is more precious than that. Seeking wisdom is a lifelong pursuit that brings amazing benefits. Wisdom leads us to understand discernment and a fruitful life. It's not merely about knowledge, but about applying that knowledge correctly. I feel like I have a speech. I do. I write down everything I'm going to say just for the record. Okay. Um, <laughs> wisdom guides our actions, decisions, and attitudes, leading us toward a life of righteousness, peace, and joy. Ultimately, wisdom directs us towards God, who is the source of all wisdom. Good. Have you ever had a situation, like a problem at hand? Anybody ever have any issues in their life? And if your hands are down, then you don't tell them. <laughs> and that's a problem that you need it? Okay. Um, Okay, good. So um, 
I have like Edul. Um, this year I have one child who I feel like his goal is to like make me rip out every single piece of hair on top of my head. Um, I, he is trying really hard to be successful every single day. Um, but but I'm one of those people where like all like, hey, this is what's happening right now, you know, like in between classes, or maybe it's during the middle of class because I'm about to like get all out. Um, and so and I'll kind of tell him what's on, and he doesn't answer, so I wait. And then I'll go run down the hall to my uh, to my teacher besties. And um, I have one teacher bestie, and she's going to tell me, she's like, you, you know, I'm like, I'm going to that kid out of class, and I'm going to call his mom, and da 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 and she's like, do it, do it, do it, do it. Like, like whatever I say, like, she's my, like, yes, woman. Like, she's like, do it, just do it. And I'm like, I'm going to, you know, and I get all, you know, amped up. And then um, I have my other friend, uh, Jake, that is across the way from me. And he's more, like, active. And he goes, Sarah, just keep simple, like, short, sweet, and send an email and be done with it. And I'm like, no, but no, like, there needs be more you know and so he kind of like brings brings it down and then um and then my other friend she's like well let's look at all of the circumstances like is there a reason that he could have been acting and I'm like no there's no reason you know and then uh, so I run around to my different people and and get you know the and then go back to my phone and then of course I see the same message from prayed about us yet <laughs> I mean, every time it's like literally a year. Like, I'm like, I don't even know why I text him anymore because he's just gonna tell me to pray it. And I'm like, no, I haven't prayed about it yet. You know? um, and then he tells me he'll pray for me. So, so I, pre I appreciate that he brings me back. Um, so at that point, I do. I choose to stop. You know, and it's like I forget every single time, right? Like this isn't yeah. like a one time. This has happened. This is like every time, right? Um, but at that point, I stop and I pray about the situation and ask God for them. I'm like, what am I supposed to pray? Because I am not hitting it out of the ballpark now. Like I am, I'm struggling right now, Lord. What am I supposed to do? Uh, and if I still feel uncertain at that point, like if I don't have clarity, then I'll go and I'll seek like wise counsel, like people that actually have some good wisdom, not my friend that's like, yeah, 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 fine, fine, fine you know. Um, and so and I love her dearly, but that's, I, I'm going to get this thing every time from her. Um, and so, so then I seek wise counsel to try and help me through, like, how do, how should I deal with this? Um, and then at that point, do I have all the wisdom that I need? Nope, I, I still don't. Um, and that's why I love the book of Proverbs because Proverbs, I can't tell you, I, I read it every day for the part, like some days I, I miss it, but, um, and I write and I journal everything that I get out of that proverb for the day, right? Like today's the third. So I would write the key things that are speaking to my heart. In, and every time there's something different that I write down yeah. right now, I've been writing a lot about children, discipline, listening to their parents and all of that kind of stuff. Um, that, that seems, but that's the season of life that I'm in, right? Yeah, yeah. And so God speaks to um, through that, and and so I'm grateful for that. Um, but here's the thing: you have to seek wisdom. That was the key word. That um, is, you have to seek it. You have to seek it. Wisdom does not just fall into your lap. Yeah. I wish to be wise. No, it doesn't. 
It doesn't happen like that. You have to seek it. You have to spend time in the Bible. Come to church on Sunday, great. If that's the only time you're seeking God, I'm going to tell you right now, it is not enough. And it is not okay that it's the only time that you hear anything about God. You have to seek it. Amen. Um, if you come here and Pastor Justin preach or anybody preach, um, it's great. It's good filled up. But you have the exact same access to the wisdom that comes from Pastor Justin or Pastor AJ, Pastor Keith, anybody. You have the exact same wisdom right in your bowl. So just because they're reading to you or just because I'm standing up here talking about Proverbs 3, you can do the exact same thing at home. You don't have to come here and listen to me talk about it. You can do it on your own. And so you have to pick up your Bible or pick up a phone if that's how you get to your Bible and and read. read. And you're like, well, I don't know. How do I know? Like, even when I start, like, started at Genesis 10,000 times. I just can't get through it. I get you. I feel you. Okay. Um, but if you're not sure, do what I do. Pick it up and be like, okay, what day What day of the month is this? Okay, this is 13. I'm going to read Proverbs 13. And can I just say that I'm grateful that I didn't have to talk about, like, immoral women or anything like that today? Because that would have been, that would have been. Because um, there's a lot of talk about that in Proverbs. Yeah. So I'm grateful that I get to talk about this. But there's stuff there, even if you're talking about kind of stuff, there's stuff literally in every single um, chapter of Proverbs. Get in there and, and read it and try that out if you're not sure where to start. Okay, so moving on, Proverbs 13, or Proverbs 3, verse 19 and 20. Um, by wisdom of, by wisdom, the Lord founded the earth. By understanding, he created the heavens. By his knowledge, the deep fountains of the earth burst forth. Set beneath the night sky. So God's wisdom was the foundation of creation. It portrays the natural order established by his understanding of his knowledge. So he needs wisdom, right? If he needs it, we need it? Yeah. Absolutely. It leads to a life founded in order, business, and blessings. And then just about acquiring knowledge, because you can have all the knowledge in the world. But if you do nothing with it, yeah. is it good? any good apply it white moving on Proverbs 3 21 through 26 my child don't lose sight of common sense and discernment hang on to them for they will refresh your soul they are like jewels on a necklace they keep you safe on your way and your feet will not stumble you can go to bed without fear you will lie down and sleep soundly you need not be afraid of sudden disaster or the destruction that comes upon the wicked. For the Lord is your security. He will keep your foot from caught in a trap. And so we have to trust or trust in the Lord's wisdom to safeguard our lives. We lean on his understanding, not our own understanding, because our own understanding fails us every day. But when we lean on his understanding, it will allow us to guide decisions and our actions. We get to um, like inner peace that shields us from fear and uncertainty because that none of that stuff is from the Lord. Right. And so trusting in God's wisdom brings a sense of security that transcends every single challenge we have in life. It can help get us through everything. Mm-hmm. But we have to, it's activation on our part. We have to trust the Lord. Yeah. We have to trust that it's going to guide us and going to set us in the direction and the path that we need to go. Yeah. And uh, 
Um, I tell you what, I try things on my own. Failure every time, every single time. Okay, we're going on to the last part of Proverbs. Proverbs um, 3, 27 through 35. Do withhold good from those who deserve it when it comes in your power to help them. If you can help your neighbor now, don't say, come back tomorrow and then I'll help you. Oh. Don't plot harm against your neighbor. For those who live nearby, trust you. Don't pick a fight without reason when no one has done you harm. I'm going to read that one one more time. Don't pick a fight without reason. And you hear pick fights without reasons? <laughs> you don't like that verse? <laughs> when no one has done you harm. Don't envy violent people or copy their ways. Such wicked people are detestable to the Lord, but he offers his friendship to the godly. The Lord is the house of the wicked, but he blesses the home of the upright. The Lord mocks the mockers, but is gracious to the humble. The wise inherit honor, but fools are put to shame. So these verses stress the importance of integrity and humility in our actions and attitudes. Choosing to live justly, generously, and humbly not only benefits our relationships with other people, importantly, it invites God's faith and blood into our lives. Embracing these virtues position us to receive favor from God and to gain respect from those around us. So we know that we are not here to, to please people, but as a result, as we seek after the Lord and as we follow the wisdom that the Lord gives us, it benefits everybody around us, right? Yeah. Has anybody yeah. ever like read their Bible and then gotten up and been like a terror and like the meanest person in the whole entire world? No. Okay, some people have one who <laughs> shall rename nameless in the back. <laughs> okay, yep, and it, and it happens, right? We're human, we're human, it happens. Um, so, so it's so important to just seek after the Lord. And um, this is just Proverbs 3. So that much wisdom in, in just one, yeah. then getting that much wisdom day after day after day after day. And it, everybody has access to it. This is nothing special that only I have, like, this yeah. special copy that has all of the important stuff in it. No. <laughs> everybody has access to it. So I would just encourage you that um, pour, pour and see what the Lord has for you. Even if it's literally like a simple one verse of the entire thing, then who cares? It's one way that God's to speak to you and to give exactly what you need to hear in exactly that moment. And if you are not seeking it for yourself, then please, please, please do it. Nike, right? Just do it. Just do it. Um, nothing I don't think ever comes bad out of reading the Bible. Nobody reads the Bible and is like, you know what? I never want to rest of this thing for the rest of my life. No. It has such good, powerful in it that you have to read it on your own. You have to dig into it on your own. And so wrapping up, um, Proverbs 3 offers guidance of God to um, blessing and fulfilling so we have to do three things. We have to trust the Lord completely. We have to embrace his loving discipline mm -hmm. and seek wisdom. Mm -hmm. As we apply these principles in our life, we align ourselves with God's will and open ourselves to his blessings. Mm -hmm. Let's commit to walking in wisdom, trusting in the Lord's guidance, and walking in his love.
section through this. So I'm going to close this out in prayer, and then if Pastor Justin wants to come and do his thing, he's welcome to do that. Um, so dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the wisdom that is found in your word, Lord. Um, help us to trust in you wholeheartedly, embrace your loving discipline, and seek wisdom in everything that we do. Guide us as we navigate life's challenges, always leaning on your understanding and walking in your ways as you lead us on a path of righteousness. Bless us as we follow your ways and lead us exactly where it is you have for us, Lord. Um, Lord, I also pray that you just open up the hearts of the people here today, Lord, and the people hearing this message, Lord, um, and that they can dig into the word, that the beautiful word that you've left behind for us to follow lord and so i just pray for a softening of each heart lord that you would just um stir stir them this week to just open open up your word and to just dive into it lord on their own i just thank you for everything that you do lord um, and all of this in jesus is my name amen, amen. So, so good. I, I, I think it's all family here. Um, I always want to make sure that I give like a, a salvation moment. Um, so in case anybody's still watching on YouTube because the other mediums fell out, uh, we didn't, our Facebook wasn't working and our, our own app wasn't working. So you got to love technology. Now. It's like, it's so great when it works, but when it doesn't, my goodness gracious. So fun. So, but if you're still watching on YouTube and uh, um, you haven't given your life to the Lord, uh, then I want to give you this moment. This is your moment, and then I want to share some some vision that that God gave me while Pastor Sarah was preaching today. Um, and uh, but if if you haven't made the Lord Lord of your life yet, maybe maybe you're kind of like I, I don't know how to do this. This doesn't make sense to me. This whole Christian thing. I look at Christians and I don't like them. Why would I want to be one? Right? Come on. Like just in the honesty of where some of us were before we accepted Christ for ourselves. You might be there right now. You might be watching online right now thinking like, I should have turned this off a long time ago. Why did I keep listening? There was wisdom for you. God has something for you. And he wants to give it to you. And all you have to do is be willing to receive it. And the beginning of receiving is to acknowledge that you don't have it all together. You don't have it all figured out. And when you can admit that, then you see the need for God in your life. You start to realize you needed him the whole time. And just like Sally, was it Sally? Just like Sally, who wanted more grace, you'll start to realize you had grace the whole time. That he took care of you, loved you, even when you didn't accept him, even when you rejected him. God was there for you the whole time. His grace was there for you. And so what this moment is right now is you saying, I can't do this by myself. And I need you, God. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for loving me. God, please forgive me for everywhere I've fallen short in my life. And I give my life to you completely today. And that's the kind of prayer that you pray. It doesn't have to be anything special. Say it in your own words. Do it your way. It's fine. Talk to him like a friend. That's what he was talking about. 
So talk to God like a friend. You don't need special words. You don't have to talk like Shakespeare to, to pray to Jesus. You just talk to him. Jesus, are you here? How do I know you're here? How do I know you're real? Show me. That is some of the most genuine relationship that you can have with Jesus. Just talk to him. Talk to him like a friend and pray those prayers. Well, while Pastor Sarah was preaching, I, uh, I've been kind of fighting God a little bit. Um, and I was, I was telling, telling my, my pastors this morning, Pastor AJ and, and John, we were standing outside and, and I said, man, I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but I, there's something in me that's so excited. And, uh, I said, I don't know what, I have no logical reason to believe this, but I believe that there's going to be such breakthrough for 2024. There's. And I hate saying that because I remember what 2019 was like. Yeah. <laughs> when we're like, we're believing in 2020 vision is going to come to pass. And the only thing that happened in 2020 was, you know, anyway, past is past. But. So it was like, I don't know if I want to believe for 2024. I, I kind of like, I, you know, I just want to, whatever God has for me, I'm good with that. Has anybody ever sit in that moment? You're like, yeah. I'm just good with whatever you've got, God. But then he starts tugging on your spirit and says, I've got something big for you. And I'm sitting there going, okay, God, like, how do I know? Like, how do I know it's really you and not just my hopeful thinking? Come on. I'm just, I'm just, this is my own battle. I'm bringing you into my battle with Jesus, right? So I sit there and going, like, Lord, I want to believe you. But I don't know if I can. I don't know if I should. I don't know if I'm making this up. And as she was saying, you know, seek wisdom, seek wisdom, seek wisdom. I'm sitting there going, like, okay, God, well, how do I seek wisdom? Like, what do you, how can you show me this? And so I felt like in that moment, I don't. I feel stupid saying this out loud. You gotta, you gotta understand. Like this is just me and my humanity at the moment, okay? But I, I, I honestly like I feel like God was saying like I have a building for you next year, and I'm like next year? That's so illogical. Like we have no money. <laughs> we have we, we don't have any like leads. There's there's no buildings available. Like how could that even be possible? And, and there's this thing in me. I'm just like how? I don't I don't understand. And and I felt like God said, look at Proverbs. Chapter 20, verse 24, 2024. The Lord directs your steps. So why try to understand anything along the way? Sorry, I missed like half of your message because I was having this argument with God. <laughs> and he gave me that. And I did exactly what you said to do. Just go to the Word. What is God saying? And I'll be honest with you, church. Like, There's no logical reason why this should happen. And it makes me fearful to say it out loud. Because it can make me look like a fool if I don't. And I don't like that. Anybody like looking like a fool? No. Not me either. But He is my God. Yeah. And if God says, yeah. then it works. Because no one could have told me two and a half years ago when we had 400 people out there in the parking lot for Easter. And God gave me a word that same week. You remember Pastor Keith? He gave me a word that same week. He says, if you want more, then I have to break you. I'll let you stay right here if you want, but if you want more, I have to break you. And that wasn't logical either. I didn't think it could break that much that quickly. But God can do whatever he wants to do. He directs your steps. Why try and understand it? 
And so as much as my heart wants to hold on to hope for this 2024 and have this 2024 vision right here, Proverbs 20, verse 24, I'm going to trust God. Yeah. Are you going to trust Him with me? Yes. I think we're going to see some of the greatest growth we've ever seen in this church this next year. And I'm afraid to say that out loud. But God's going to do something big. We're going to make some disciples in this region. We're going to see God move in a huge, huge way. Now, I know I'm supposed to be like the source of excitement in this place sometimes, you know, like, hey, yeah, we're moving, we're doing, you know, and I, I, I am always asking God, like, show me how I can bring vision to the people. And I know sometimes you're like, you're grateful when you come to this place and you get some of that, right? But you might, you might have your own discouragement. I have a lot of discouragement. Can I be honest with you? Is that okay? Like, I know I feel I'm having my own confession time right now. I'll, I'll pay you later. Well, we'll do this hour on But I have a lot of discouragement. And things beat me up. I wonder if I'm doing okay. I wonder if I'm doing it right. Are you with me? Has anybody ever wondered that? As you're, as you're being a mom, as you're being a dad, as you're working at your work, like you're thinking, man, if they figure out who I really am, they're going to fire me, right? Are you, are you with me? Right? Yeah. It's, it's just on our humanity. Yeah. You just feel like you're not enough. I pray that you'll do the same exercise that, that Pastor Sarah cha- shared about and what I just did. And let God speak to you. Let him encourage you. Let him show you who you are and where you are and where you're going and what he has in store for you. God has promised me so many things. And what I've seen the last two and a half years is it could, in a lot of ways, look like the opposite of what he promised me. But it also created greater depth in our church than we've ever had. Our church is so full of people who are hungry for the word, who want to go deeper, who, who screw the gimmicks, right? Yeah. I just want Jesus, right? right? Maybe yeah. that's our next slogan. I don't yeah. know. Screw the gimmicks. I just want Jesus. <laughs> Welcome to Living Stones Church. Screw the gimmicks. I just want Jesus. <laughs> right, some new shirts. Yeah. And there's something special about this group. You know, I think about when Jesus was talking to his disciples, his 12. And these were all men who were not qualified, all men who were not learned, all men who didn't know what they were doing, most of them fishermen and just regular tradesmen. And yet, Jesus said, this is who I'm going to build my church on. This is who's going to change eternity for millions and millions and millions of people. Think about it for a minute. I mean, like... Imagine, I mean, I love what Pastor Sarah asked, you know, who would jump at the idea of being a disciple of Jesus? And, and I raised my hand, and then as I put my hand down, I thought, would I? All the things they had to go through, all the opposition against them. I mean, it was constant opposition. Yeah, they were excited because they grew up as Jewish boys who knew that the Messiah was coming. And when they saw you are the Messiah, they were like, yes, let's do this. But as you read, and, and all the things they questioned, all the things they worried about, and all the things that they were scared about. Are you with me? Like, if you read through the disciples and what their experience was following Jesus, it was not all sunshine and rainbows. It was a lot of hard work. It was a lot of whining and complaining. I mean, Jesus was a lot of times saying, how long must I be with you? These 12 (laughs) that are going to one day take everything to the nations. Listen, you and I, We are called for such a time as this. You and I, us, 
week. That means when, when we pray over these cards, and I want you not to just take one. I, I know Pastor AJ said take one. He's lying. <laughs> I, want, I want you to take 10. I want you to take 20. I want you to take 50 of them. I want you to think about how many houses are around just your house and go for a walk as a family. And, and go and put some on the doors in your neighbor's houses. If you know them, church, knock on the door and say, hey, I just want to invite you to my church. I know you have your own church, but I just want to invite you to church. You just don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. Maybe, maybe they go to a gimmicky church and they're tired of it. You don't know. We don't know. Maybe they say they go to church, but they don't actually go to church. They go to church once every six months and they say, yeah, I go to church. Give them, give them a card and say, hey, come to church with me. Come to church with me for Christmas. I, I promise you this. I will not give just a regular Christmas message this 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 Christmas Eve, okay? I'm going to give a message that is going to touch people's hearts. It's not just going to be, you know, here's here's the wise men, here's baby Jesus, here's all these things. You know, I might tie some of that into it, but I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to preach a message that is going to be for that day, for your neighbor, for your loved one, so that they can see and know Christ for, for real, okay? And so I want you to take as many of these cards. I've got 2,000 of them back there. I want you to take as many of these cards as you can. I would love to not have any chairs in that other room. We can fit 400 people in there. I would love to not have any chairs in that room and watch what God can do just to start out 2024. If he promised us these things, what if we lived in that promise and believed it? Hey, God's going to do this. God could do it just like that. I mean, watch him bring a thousand people here. We're doing three services on a Sunday in that big room. Watch him do it. Yeah. And then we put money away and we're buying a building for a few million dollars like that. You just don't know what God can do right. if we believe him at right. his word. Right. I, I would love to have internet that works every time and not the school internet. Are you with me? Because yeah. I'm sure there's people online that would like to watch this thing and have it actually all, go all the way through without having to refresh and go back and do those things. But the school internet's what we got and I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for it. Can you pray with me? Can you grab whatever cards are next to you and pray with me? There's a bunch more on that back table. There's, there's another box over there we can open up. But take a stack of these things. I just believe it's fishing time. We're going to go fishing. And, and you, when you're praying right now, I want you to think about your neighbor. I want to think about your family member. I want to think about your friend. And that this represents their salvation. Now, really, it's just a Christmas card. It's just an invite card. It means absolutely nothing. We can give out all 2,000 of them and see nobody come to church and it's okay. But what we're going to believe is that this is, if we're fishers of men, this is the Lord. And I'm going to go put these things out there and we're going to see some people come to know Jesus. Amen. So will you pray with me right now? Let's just lift these up to, to heaven. Lord God, we just lift up these cards right now. God, we ask that these would be the lures, that these would be the, the hooks, God, that, that would just bring people into your kingdom. God, I pray for a breakthrough, just like you did for, for um, oh, I'm forgetting his name right now. Gosh darn it. He's one of my favorite disciples because he's an idiot like me. Peter, thank you. That's right. See, I just had to say that. Chelsea knew. Oh, an idiot. Got it. Got it. I pray that we would see a miracle happen just like you did for Peter. Lord, where we just put our, our net over the other side of the boat. We didn't, there was nothing new that we did. We worked hard. Uh, but then we just put the net on the other side of the boat. And God, all of a sudden, as we ask our neighbors, as we ask our friends to come into this vision with us, to see this region transformed for you, Jesus, 
to see people who are in, with their broken marriages coming back together. God, to see people who are, who are strung out on drugs and alcohol coming to know you, Lord Jesus. I pray that for these families, God, that, that, that maybe don't know you, that maybe are, are more concerned about the fun things we can do on a weekend instead of coming to know you and coming to have a relationship with you. God, I pray for us as people, Lord, that we would see the fullness of what you have for us, God. I pray for husbands that aren't in the room. I pray for wives that didn't make it here today. I pray for those people that, that need a relationship with Jesus. Maybe they got hurt by the church. Maybe they got hurt by a pastor. Father, I pray for those that would come to know you right now. And God, I pray you give us the guts to invite the, the, the young lady who's serving us at, at Denny's this afternoon. Lord, to invite the, the person across the counter at the grocery store. God, to invite the person on the, on the other side of the, the gas pump. Just say, hey, I want to invite you to church. And no matter what they say, God, we're sowing a seed. We're putting out a lure. And God, we have to pray and believe that you're going to do something great in and through it. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. 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 I love you, church. I love you, evangelists. I love you. You can do this. We can do this. Let's go change this region. Let's go show a vision of what God can do just through something as simple as 2024. Proverbs 2024. He can do it, amen? I'm going to go I'm gonna go cry somewhere. How does that sound? I'm going to do that. Because God is just so good, and I can't believe he gave me that word just like that. Just like that. So simple. Is that how you do it when you're at school and these kids are being crazy? You're like, God, give me a word and just go like that. He's like, yeah, absolutely. That's how it works. That's how it works. Yeah, Pastor Sarah's an angel. Just ask her. Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, can I pray a bless blessing over you today? God, I just thank, thank you for each and every one of us who came here today. God, I just pray a blessing over us. God, if we came in here with aches and pains, I pray that we walk out of here lighter than we never have. God, if we came in here worried about finances and Christmas, God, I pray, Lord, that you provide like you never have. God, if we came in here with broken relationships and, and, and issues and challenges that seem like they can't be overcome, God, I know that you can mend those things. And so, God, we ask that you mend those relationships right now. In Jesus' mighty name, God, I just pray your, your heart over us as individuals. God, I pray that we focus on you. Lord, we'd seek your face. We'd seek wisdom. We'd seek what you say and what you think instead of relying on our own thoughts our own wisdom. And Father, I pray that you give us each a vision, a vision for what's next. Lord, if this crazy vision that you're giving me, I, I, I'm going to stand on it. I'm going to stand with you on it, Lord. And I pray, God, that you give us all crazy visions for what's next, what's going to happen. Lord, there's, there's people in this room that aren't currently called pastor that will be. There's people in this room that maybe they were just fishermen before. But now I'm going to go make you fishers of men. So God, I just pray that you give us the heart. Give us the heart. Give us a heart transplant this morning. God, I just pray for a heart transplant. Lord, I don't want to be the old me anymore. I want when people look at me, they see you. 
I pray for each person in this room that they, they won't see them anymore. They won't see their old ways, their old ways of thinking, their old, old, old reactions to things. God, I pray that sarcasm, that I pray against sarcasm right now in the name of Jesus. I just pray that sarcasm wouldn't be the first thing that comes out of our mouth, but encouragement like your word says. Let no unwholesome word leave your mouth except that which is encourages others. So God, I pray that that would be what people know us for, encouragement. I just feel a heart transplant coming in here right now. Something's changing your mind. Something's changing your heart. You have the same circumstances, but just a different perspective. You see it differently. You see it through his eyes instead of your own. You're not looking through your pain, but you're looking through your purpose. And so, God, we just thank you right now. We give you the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. All God's people said, amen. 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 Thank you for joining us today. We hope this message blessed your life in such a powerful way. Come visit us here at Livingstones Church in person at Dorothy McElhinney Middle School in French Valley, California, every Sunday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. You can also watch us online on our YouTube channel, Facebook, Church Center, or at livingstones.tv. If God is using this ministry to touch and impact your life, and you would like to consider partnering with us in your giving, you can do so by giving in the Church Center app or by going to livingstones.tv giving. We hope you have a wonderful week.